get your head in the game. How's it going, everybody? This is Ball of Top Basketball Philosophy for February 24th, 2022. I'm your host, Mike. Hope everybody's having a spectacular week. We're almost to the weekend. The NBA comes back tonight, which is always a good thing, coming off that all-star break. We uh, put up, this past week, we put up our very our two first episodes. Two first episodes. Our, two, our very first episodes of the ball up top NFT NBA top shot. Um, I'm learning a lot doing it, uh, both YouTube and actually NFT and how this website works. Feel free to join that journey with me. Last Tuesday, we did a micro podcast. And so we we're right back on schedule. This week, we are going to cover, this is not something on the court. This is actually off the court. As we talk about agents, um, it's funny because I had some of the conversation and back in the day, you most agents, you didn't know their names and the ones you did were only agents of stars. And even then you had no idea what they looked like. You had no idea what their voice sounded like, their personalities, anything. And it's evolved to a thing now where agents are now becoming heads of NBA teams. Guys like Rob Palenka and Bob Myers and um, Leon Rose, I think it's Leon Rose in New York. But it's just interesting that they've evolved that much. And then you see what's going on with Rich Paul. And Rich Paul, you know, he, he for a guy who wasn't, you know, bred into this, has really built himself up a nice little stable. And so I, I just, I find this whole evolution of agents fascinating. They went from just guys who negotiated contracts and took care of money to guys who took care of your money, took care of your PR issues, just overall looked over for your finances and like how you, even to the point of like taking care of your bills. And now they graduate and become, you know, high up ranking officials in NBA franchises. But what I, I think the thing I find the most interesting now is the thing I have the least access of information to. And it's like these former agents who are now GMs and, and basketball, president of basketball operations, then go in and start negotiating with current agents. And it's kind of an interesting dynamic for them to be on the other foot. And then... I was looking at this the other day with the issues between Rich Paul and Rob Palenka. Well, the supposed issues. I say that because it very well could be something, you know, nothing about nothing, where this is just the media wanting to have a story. At the same point in time, it could be that it's legitimate. And for those who don't know, like, they basically... Rob Palenka said that, you know, that he and LeBron and AD were aligned and not making a move before the deadline. And then it came out where they were not. And LeBron made a couple statements, whether it be Instagram or in person, that basically giving credit to other GMs throughout different sports, but including basketball, like Sam Presti in Oklahoma City giving those guys credit 
but not ever talking about his own GM, which kind of, you know, kind of maybe adds to like adds to the friction. One of the theories out there is that Rich Paul and LeBron are kind of making a play to get Rich Paul to be the next GM. I, I don't know how true that is, but I do find it interesting. Like I was, I was looking through Rich Paul's roster of players he has, and I don't know if it's a complete roster. Or I do. I, this is the first time I've ever looked it up. But he had like four players on the Lakers, which was more than he had on any other team. And then some of this controversy is that rumor has it LeBron and Rich Paul, Anthony Davis wanted Westbrook traded to Houston for John Wall, who is a clutch sports guy, and a first round pick, which was be in 2027. And here, here's the thing with that. One, Palinka was right not to do that deal. It, it, getting John Wall at best was a lateral move, and you're getting in what you're giving up is your first, your first draft pick in the post-LeBron era because LeBron won't be there in 2027. So essentially, it's like you're now you're you're not weakening your like when you traded for Anthony Davis, they weakened their present state and they weakened weakened their immediate future. But trading away for draft picks. You're that far ahead, like you're now you're trading away your long-term future for a win-now mentality on a team that hasn't looked good enough to win it now. And I'm not saying they don't have the talent. I'm just saying they have not looked good enough. In John Wall, you get a guy who I'm a big John Wall guy, but I'm not. I'm not foolish as to who he is. He is a guy who's gotten hurt a lot. Who can be a dynamic player, but we don't really know if he's still a dynamic player because of how little he's played in the last few years. Now, that part of that's Houston's fault this year because they're just choosing not to play him, but it's still, it's still a question. It's not like he's a spring chicken. It's still a question. So, the power dynamics in player are interesting. And I'm wondering, you know, what is the overall plan like is the plan for them to have this much control over I mean think about it they are they've got almost 20% of the roster under a contract with them actually so I don't know where the goal is because it's kind of odd that for such a small roster to have that many guys on one team but then again they have LeBron which is a whole nother dynamic to this because you have a player whose agency is indirectly his and and it's giving him an unusual amount of behind the scenes power that a player wouldn't normally have. Like, understand, LeBron's always been very powerful behind the scenes. Go back to his days in Cleveland. He got J.R. Smith paid. He got Tristan Thompson paid. Like, he was getting his teammates paid coming off of that championship. And rightfully so. But the problem with that was, is 
they sacrificed any long-term flexibility. It it helped it helped them and it hurt them. And LeBron left and Cleveland was left still to deal with those financial ramifications. And I kind of feel like the Lakers themselves are are not going to go down that road. Like I think they feel like they've committed enough. Which is a million dollar question. Because the fan base is kind of torn. And I know I'm going off a little bit on a tangent, but the fan base is a little bit torn because the fan base is like, oh, you try to win now, you try to win now, you try to win now. But when the guy who's been your best player is 37 years old, you have to you have to be careful how far away you're trading draft picks to keep him championship relevant. Because that, that's what that would be, keeping him championship relevant. LeBron, for all his greatness, there's a reason why his teams f- just fall apart after he leaves. To, well, Miami is a, a, an interesting discussion to have. but And part of that is because, <clears throat> excuse me, of how they're designed. Because they're designed in a way to where LeBron is the center of the universe. And for them to feed off of him. And so when you take out the if you take out the sun, of course it's gonna be dark. That's part of it. Part of it also is that how they how they spend their money. And like Tristan Thompson, I remember this vividly where they won the title, Tristan Thompson's contract was up, he was he was a restricted free agent. He was pretty much holding out. He was looking for an offer sheet. And LeBron came out and was like, we need to pay that man. And they paid him almost the max. So, and he, and he was he was a good player. He was a good center. A good defender. But he wasn't nearly as good as they paid him for. But they did it to keep that championship tack in place. But LeBron, by coming out saying to pay him, took away management's leverage which would go on to also hurt LeBron when it comes to him wanting more talent on his team. And that's like that's the, the LeBron dynamic is how much does a player being involved help or hurt a team? And go, tying this back to the agents in general, like how much of a role is that agent playing? Because it, it's, it's not like it's a great kept secret. Let's be honest here. Anthony Davis ended up on the Lakers. I'm not saying Anthony Davis wouldn't have wanted to be a Laker. I'm not saying any of those things. But Anthony Davis, in great part, ended up being a Laker due to his relationship with Rich Paul and LeBron James. But let's also be honest and say it's not like this is the first time that's happened in sports. That needs to be very clear because I feel like sometimes LeBron gets a, a really bad rap as to how he handles business behind the scenes. But overall, agents, are, agents and their abilities and where they're growing, is, it's interesting. I'm kind of curious to sit there and see, like, how much power can an agent amass? Bob Myers is probably the best, like, but he has all those championships. And they drafted from within, so they built a team up that allowed them a lot of flexibility. 
But I, I am interested. I'm interested to see what happens with LeBron and the Lakers and what happens if with like Rich Paul and are they gunning for Palinka's job? And if they are, are the Lakers are so steeped in tradition, I don't know if I see, unlike Cleveland and Miami, who needed LeBron to create an identity for their franchises. Miami less than Cleveland, but still there. The Lakers never needed LeBron to create an identity. Like, when LeBron's gone, no matter when he leaves, the Lakers are still going to have at least 17 championships. They're still going to be in Southern California. They're still going to have all these great historical players. And LeBron has contributed to that. Like, that didn't change. But like I said, going off on a tangent a little bit. But... Yeah, it, the, how players are wielding power, how their agents are wielding power is, is becoming quite fascinating. But what are your thoughts? Feel free to uh, hit me up. Instagram, at Ball Up Top Podcast. Twitter, at Ball Up Top Pod. Don't forget the YouTube channel. Please subscribe and like. We're trying to grow something here. As always, you know, I... I, I I just speak about my opinions, but I'm not here to tell you yours. I, you know, I'm always open for a good conversation or a good debate. Feel free to hit me up on social media, and I will talk to you guys probably on Tuesday. Get your head in the game.